0: guys welcome back to wine down fridays today is friday september 17th um i hope everybody's had a great week this far whether you're working today you're off today you're off this week and whatever i hope you kick back and relaxed right now like me and got your drink and bottle of wine whatever you got shoot some a shot of liquor whatever in hand to ready to sip. for me what i'm drinking on tonight i'm drinking on a beatbox. box this was highly recommended by my mother um beatbox is like this little small juice package you guys it's got like believe it or not 11.1 alcohol and it's in a small like like 500 milliliter little juice box it's like a it's like an adult cup pre high high c kind of it doesn't taste like high c but yeah it's this thing is amazing it's like i want to say three dollars you can get it from kroger quick trip and somewhere else obviously in the alcohol aisle but these are amazing. Like I said, they're in it strong, too. Like, I be buzzed off the first the first little juice box, if you can hear the little juice box right here. And my favorite flavor that I be drinking on is Blue Raspberry. And, again, it's called Beatbox. But, again, I just got a shout-out my mom because she's the one that, like, put me on. Honestly, my mom puts me on all the alcohols and stuff. So, like, she's like a liquor, wine, alcohol connoisseur. I told her she needed all her own bottle shop because she's just amazing. But, anywho... Let's start drinking. Hold on. I need a sip. I need a sip. Hold on. We going to sip on this. Hold up. Oh, that was good. And it tastes like juice, y'all. But like, let me tell you, it creeps up on you. It's one of those drinks that will creep up on you. It's like Kool-Aid, but it's got to in it. It will creep up on you. <laughs> okay. So, you guys, this week, I want to talk about this book I finished, um, I just want to start off with this quote that was in the book I read by Candace Owens called Blackout. It says, real knowledge is knowing the extent of one's ignorance. So when I read that quote in the book, I was just like, dang, like that's deep. That's interesting because I think she's right. Um, I believe it's important to surround yourself with people of different views Because there's always something to learn from something from somebody with a different point of view, even no matter how extremely different their views are. There's always something to learn. And for the longest time, I kept thinking I kept seeing Candace Owens um, in the media and stuff, always getting dragged by black Twitter, by just the whole black community, you know because she's a black conservative and x y and z and i used to always be like i wonder what her thought process is and why she thinks the way she does i honestly had no opinion of her because i always thought you know beautiful black smart black woman like i had no ill thoughts of her i just never really understood why she was a conservative so for the longest time i said let me buy her book blackout so last week i bought the book and i read it this past week and when i tell you i flew by the pages, flew through the pages i did i Thoroughly love the book. She has, um, forever changed my views on politics and political parties and all that. This book is very life changing. And I feel like anybody, especially black Democrats that I did ident- blacks that identify with the de- democratic party or don't identify with any type of politics should definitely read this book. Like I have to say, it's one of the top books. I think I've ever read in my life thus far. Um, I think it's important. I want more people like that around me that think differently because I really I have the urge to learn. And I believe if you continue to only surround yourself with like-minded people, then you risk being forever ignorant. You will never grow. You will never become wise. You will never grow wisdom and anything. So I think it's important that we as um, humans continue to push the push and be uncomfortable and hang around people and talk to people that have completely different views from us. Because granted, you may disagree with everything, 99% of what they say, but that 1% might be something that could change your whole viewpoint and open something up for you um, knowledge-wise. So I found it important to learn about the Republican viewpoint because obviously I'm Black and the typical stereotype is Blacks, you know, identify with Democrats typically they you know you vote Democrat whatever and that's true um, at least in my reality and I always wondered I was like why do Republicans push certain agendas why do they move the way they move why do they think the way they do and so that's why I wanted to start with this book with Candace Owens I felt like you know what if I'm gonna try to get my first viewpoint to the Republicans and conservati- conservatism I think I hope I said that right conservatism or just why she's Opposed to the Democrat Party, it's better that I hear it from somebody that mirrors me get yeah, a black woman first at least to hope to shed that light for me. So my call to action on this whole after reading this book is be open to others' views and that black people I believe black people should not identify with either with no political party I don't think they should identify neither as a Republican or Democrat. I feel like we should not be solely voting according to one party in my opinion. I feel like we should I I want to call to action Black America, Black people in America to push the narrative and vote sporadically like either side like let's stop being consistent with who we're voting for because at the end of the day to me like politicians are bullshit like they both sides have it has this bullshit and they both have their own agenda that they're pushing but let me st- start it off um with the democratic party in the book she um when you think of political parties, you know, how we view the Republican Party today, let's be real here. We stereotype them, the re- re- Republicans as wealthy, racist, white people for the most part. And if you're a black conservative, we view you as an Uncle Tom. That's my honest before prior to reading this book my whole life. That's what I view pe- black Republicans and just white Republicans. All That's what I naturally viewed it. That's just that's uh, that's my ignorance right there. And the Democrat party, we typically view them as socially progressive, diverse, you know, more morally inclusive party. You know what I'm saying? The They're kind of the cool party now. You know what I'm saying? As far as my generation, how we look at them. Um, But let me tell you something. She went to town in this book about the Democratic party. Things that she drew upon that, you know, due to a lot of our ignorance, you know, when you actually go back in history is really telling is the Democrat party back when, you know, slavery and stuff was around. Democrats were the ones that were pushing to keep slavery. They were the ones that owned over most of the slaves in the country. And whereas the Republicans were the ones that, as we saw in history, telling that, you know, factually based Abraham Lincoln was a Republican president. You know, he's the one that emancipated the slaves granted he didn't really want to do that but you know again Republicans were kind of the ones at that time that were our quote-unquote today's Democrats like the Republicans were kind of our heroes back then where the Democrats were actually the bad guys um I feel like there's always a narrative that we still see today. Um, One part, we have the good party and the bad party. The good party is the Democrats. They're viewed as the heroes, our saviors. They're the ones that are here to save all the social problems um, in the country and save all the economically poor people and blase blase, whereas the Republicans are viewed as the villains. But back during slavery times, you had the Democrats who were the villains and the Republicans who were our quote unquote saviors. Um, so it's just interesting that she brought an awareness in that aspect, as far as like both political parties. Uh, more on the Democratic parties, though. She Democrats have, I believe personally. I she touched great on it. I'm just glad she did say it. You know, Democrats, we have to realize that yes, there are racist politicians on both sides, Republicans and Democrats. Democrats do have quite a few racist politicians behind closed doors. Hell, our current president, Joe Biden, is a racist. He's just a closet racist. Yes, we know Trump was the most openly racist. He's the most openly racist president. Yes, we probably, I guess, had, which I don't believe, and she even states that in the book, but, You know, Joe Biden's a closet racist. I mean, we can go back and she throws out all the facts about him. But honestly, one of the most blatantly racist presidents right next to Trump was a Democrat president. And that was um, Lyndon B. Johnson. He succeeded um, JFK after he got, you know, unfortunately assassinated. LBJ was an extremely racist, openly racist president with no shock value. He didn't give a damn about black people, black rights, black issues, or none of that shit. Actually, in the book, she actually says that. What did this motherfucker say? He said. He. What does motherfucker say? He said that he will have. These niggers vote in Democrats for the next 200 years. That was a quote that he allegedly said now. Peep, I said allegedly. And the reason why he said that was because let's look back at this. LBJ is known as the savior and advocate for black rights during that time. Because if we look, yes, he did sign the Civil Rights Act of 1965 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. But he didn't do that because he gave a damn about black rights. He couldn't have given two fucks about us. He did that to pretty much solidify black voters to the democratic party. And let's be real. That's exactly what he did. The quote he said, he'll have us niggas voting Democrats for the next 200 years stands truth to this day. Majority, like over 90 something percent of black voters vote. What Democrat they identify as Democrats. That's the facts. That's the evidence. So it wasn't because he cared. This was all a political power play. Um, on his move, and he went down in his history as this big savior and advocate when he really wasn't that he was a racist ass fucking guy. And you know, but it is what it is, you know. But I love how she called that out because I really do, again, I can acknowledge my ignorance. I was like, wow, didn't know that that blew my mind as far as that. So, like, is really the Democrat Party really a savior type of party like we think, or they're just pushing certain things just to keep certain voters around because we are. The backbone of the Democrat Party, Black voters are the backbone. We're the reasons why most. We are a big chunk of why they get elected into office. We are a big following for them, so we're actually very, you know, important in that aspect. We are very valuable to them. She also touches on, um, again, a mirroring aspect for me that I noticed when she touched on in the book was she you know she named how Democrat candidates are you know all white millionaires and i said that sounds very familiar and she began to name some candidates like bernie sanders (laughs) joe motherfucking biden elizabeth warren they're all white and millionaires bernie sanders especially is a millionaire you guys everybody's like oh bernie for healthcare for all free all this i said bernie's out here not struggling to lick he a whole ass millionaire you know what i'm saying like Talking about healthcare for all. Oh, I want to tax. And it blows my mind to me when these Democrats are hollering tax the rich. Like the hypocrisy in saying that like tax the rich, but you're rich. And I know you don't want to tax yourself. I know you really don't want to come out your pocket more money in taxes to help us, you know, middle and lower class um, Citizens like I'm just not buying that shit. So are they. So is that even an agenda that's is it just shock value when they say tax the rich or we're going to tax the rich? You know, I, it makes me question that aspect because they're rich, but they portray themselves, the Democrat Party, they portray themselves as humble candidates that are, aren't doing this for the money and that they have no money. Not even the fact that they're millions. They act like they're humble beginnings, middle class, still middle class. When in reality, you got to think about it. All of these Democrats, for the most part, are, you know, very well off. So, you know, it's something it's something that made me think when she pointed that out to me that they were um, millionaires and stuff. I was like, huh. Like, that's interesting, especially when they push health care for all and all this other um, shock value shit. Um, so I just wanted to, like, show, like, the mirror in both parties, Republicans and Democrats, that they're not too far off from each other they are actually very similar in a lot of ways you know what i'm saying and that's why i believe personally like a reason why i'm saying i feel like black people should not identify with either party i feel like we should start thoroughly researching each candidate and holding them all accountable and show them that hey you can't rely on us anymore for your votes or to be the backbone of your party this is not how it's going to work anymore which leads me into another area of influence which is why a lot of us you know are in heavily influenced by what we do, how we vote, what we think. And that's the media. Candace draws onto an amazing, um, chapter on, about this. Um, and is a very fair side. Um, I have to say, um, a quote by Margaret Sullivan, what she said, profits matter more than journalism ratings, more than the truth. Mm. And let's be real here. If we can go to facts, Candace, she a factual ass woman. She going to bring you the facts. This woman said Democrat journalists, the ratio for Democrat journalists to Republican journalists is four to one. Now, when you think about that, you're like, dang, that's big which it is because you got to think about all the countless channels off the top of my head. Then now this is just off the top of my head, which I'm thinking for like the average person that knows your typical journalist, your Democrat networks are going to be like ABC, CNN, MSNBC. And the only, you know, Republican outlet I can think of is Fox News. So when you think about it, you know, then it says it, it's all telling right there. So it just shows too. like, again, let's be real. Who's really got, you know, power, um, power, who's, who has a more of a manipulative power who has more of a manipulative agenda of in manipulative agenda of influence and power, you know, let's put that in question because, you know, let's be real, you know, yeah, Republicans want power, but the Democrats aren't too, you know, innocent either. They have a big agenda. They're definitely trying to push. This is why I continue to say, I will continue to say throughout this episode that it's dangerous to keep synonymous things around you. To keep di- you, might make sure you keep different points of views around you because there's so many different perceptions to think a different way. She also touches on how obviously we we kind of seen this. I this is why I hate watching the news because every time I turn it on, it's always a racially induced headline, police brutality, discrimination. It's the same thing over and over again. It's like CNN, ABC, all these outlets are bringing our being in our heads banging our heads in with police brutality, police brutality, police brutality. But it's like Margaret Sullivan said, profits matter more than journalism. Ratings more than the truth. You're getting, they get so many ratings and clickbait off of police brutality. I bet it's insane how much money they're making off of it. Like that's just what it is. Um, And it's the same story with police brutality, a white cop shoots a black man. And you know, yes, that does happen. But Candace also points, obviously, there's other things that happened too. And she brought out some statistics as well. I didn't write those down, but she did brought out some viable statistics to back that up. Um, what I got from the media is like with their agenda is they pretty much take discrimination as being profitable. Cause when you look at the Me Too movement too, like feminism, that's another profitability uh, or hot piece to talk about all the time in the media as well. Discrimination is profitable. That's just what it is. That brings you ratings, that brings you money. If that's all it is. All they need is an allegation, um, as you know what I'm saying, and and they can go with it and go to town with it just like that, like by the click of an eye. But it's funny she brings all. She also points out how, you know, just like any other journalism is very controlled. The that whole industry is, and there's power in that. And she brought about how all, the Democrats they want to talk about, you know, Me Too feminism and all this, and where they haven't even covered certain topics like. Um, It was a few years ago, way way before the Epstein case actually hit the fan like a year or two ago. There was a journalist that brought that Epstein story to the table and ABC wouldn't let her talk, report that story. And this is why Bill Clinton was linked to Epstein. He took about 26 trips to that man's island. Bill motherfucking Clinton Hmm, is all I have to say with that. Um, we see why ABC made sure that didn't get reported but then years later oh now it's one to be brought up but you see Bill Clinton's kind of been mirrored out of that he hasn't been a hot topic around that huh interesting now don't get me wrong Trump too was guilty he has linked to Epstein as well just like many other powerful predatory men are but I'm just saying the Democrat media is just as guilty as the Republican ones from hiding the truth you know Um, the media is a one track mind and that's why I personally don't watch it. I see a lot of our, my parents, like our parents, generation, grandparents stuff. They're so easily wrapped into that. And it's, to me, it's just a one track mind. The media does not tell you everything. It hides everything. If anything, they promote the same shit. This is why I feel like people should constantly be reading, read articles, read books and stuff, because that's what has the truth. This is that raw books, articles, all that shit is going to give you that raw, uncensored truth on everything that's really going on that these germ media outlets just don't fucking do. Though my last talk piece is what stood out to me from when I read the book was how Candace displayed like she had a chapter called No Excuses. And I was like, huh, this is going to be an interesting chapter. She pretty much says she talks about black victimization. And this right here blew my mind. She said black victimization is a belief that white people are to assume all responsibility for black people's shortcomings and believing that is a form of white power. To me, that's the epitome of using that as an excuse to why you can't do this or do that. I could 100 percent agree with her. Yes, there are systemic issues. There's racism. You know, there's racism, sexism, all that shit. Through all that adversity, though, I feel like what she's trying to say and the message I got from it was, okay, yeah, all this shit's going on, but so the fuck what? Is that going to be the reason why you're going to say you can't do it? I feel like that's extremely important with black people because the constant excuse half the time is like, oh, I didn't win this because I'm black. I didn't get this job because I'm black. I didn't get this position because I'm a woman. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, stop with the victimization of bullshit. Stop letting the media and everybody make you feel like you need these laws passed so you can still get this miracle. Like, no, bro, make that shit happen on your own. And I just took that as, you know. For me, when I look at politics and the government, at the end of the day, no matter who's in office, I'm going to make my shit happen no matter what. Whether Trump's in office, Biden's in office, hell, where are there strippers in office, bitch, I'm going to make shit happen. I'm going to be successful and make my bag no matter what, regardless of anybody, regardless of any adversity or obstacle. So I just feel like as black people, we sometimes she point she just points out in the book like we some we a lot most of the time we're throwing out our adversities. And it's like, bro, you know what? We ain't in bondage like our ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got no excuse. We're not slaves. But you can make yourself a slave in your mind where you doubt yourself. Your mind is the most powerful thing you will ever have. So if you're going to use excuses as to why you can't do something, then yeah, you're, 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 yeah, you're victimizing yourself. And that's a weak mentality to have. Like, stop victimizing yourself and make that shit happen. Like, fuck, fuck that. Fuck the stats. Fuck all that. Like, so it says 99% people can't do this, but there's a 1% that can. Why can't you just automatically think you're that 1%? Believe in yourself. And that's where she's, I believe she's coming from with that. Like, we let, we as black people let the Democrats flip the narrative in the media. Like, we need them to be our hero. It's like a hero savior narrative that... We as black people need them to solve all of our systemic problems when in reality, the Democrats haven't really done any haven't changed anything for black people like time and time again, even when Obama was on office, nothing changed. Like, and I'm just no shots at Obama. It's not his fault, especially at that time, because, you know, the Senate and Congress were, you know. Republicans, so they definitely wasn't about to pass nothing for him. But even before him when Clinton was in office, like nothing's changed with having Democrats in office. And I knew with Biden coming in, that motherfucker wasn't isn't gonna change shit. Like, come on now. It's just it's just they're profiting off of our victimhood through the media and constantly covering um discriminated discriminative headlines um for us to make us feel like we're You know, to make us feel like, oh, this is why this isn't happening for us because of X, Y, and Z problems. Like, no, you have to push past that mental and realize that you can make shit happen for yourself. Look at Tyler Perry, for example. Through all his adversity and obstacles, he said, look, yeah, the Oscars, you know, didn't invite me, blah, blah, blah. So he built, like, he built his own table and created his own, you know, cinema thing down in Atlanta and stuff. Like, let's stop using excuses as to why this ain't happening for us and make the shit happen on our own like stop looking at problems whereas you need to be looking at the solutions like yeah I'm a black woman but I ain't got shit to do with anything I'm gonna make this shit rock regardless like I'm gonna be successful I don't know about y'all but I'm gonna be successful regardless I ain't looking at no stats because I am a stat like I'm my own stat like I'm a 100% success rate you see what I'm saying like you can't look at the outside and blaming on systemics and shit like yeah there's some systemic. don't get me wrong there's systemic shit out there There's systemic prejudices all this other shit but you can't let that define you and be the reason why you can't do something so let's stop I'm calling the to action who first to stop using injustices and obstacles as an as an excuse to why you can't do shit or have that quit being that's the victim mentality and that's something we as black people gotta stop having and I feel like she touched on that very well in the book and I'm a hundred percent in love with the book I might read it again I feel like everybody should everybody should buy that book it's a great book it's a great eye on everything she just lays out everything and I hope to meet her honestly like I really love how she thinks as far as the conclusion for me um and my political views I don't identify with the political party after reading her book um I'm not a Democrat or a Republican I'm just me and I'm a vote according to what's best what I feel like lies in my best interest um the democrat party does not will not always have my vote just as the republican party won't always have my vote but I best believe me I will thoroughly look at both parties from now on instead of just having a one-track mind and always just looking at democrat candidates I will be exposing myself to republican candidates and reading about their policies and stuff so yeah let me take another sip because I've been talking for 25 minutes. Uh, I'm about to end this episode because I ain't trying to have y'all get bored. Oh, I need a sip. Oh, that shit was strong. Okay, anyways. All right, you guys. I hope y'all enjoyed this thing piece, um, this story or whatever, um, the topic. I hope y'all have a great Friday night. I hope y'all get drunk. Be safe. If you getting lit in the house like me, enjoy yourself until you pass out, okay? All right. Well, I'll, y'all will see me next time. All right, bye.